Watching movies can take a while And they often go out of style But there's Megan and Ben To tell you what to watch with a smile So I married I married a cinephile And we're rolling! Hi guys, I'm Ben Farmer and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver and I'm a cine-newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them too. Welcome to a very special episode of So I Married a Cinephile. Another episode of season five, but tonight is so special. Why? Because it's, it's award the season. Oscar special. And it's Woo-hoo! the Oscar special. Yay. It, it is be, award be. season. It's that time of year where they're just handing out awards to actors because some actors are apparently better than others. It's I will it's always thing. default back to Amy Poehler, who whenever she's ever been nominated for anything, she has has this phrase called don't care about the pudding. You can't want the pudding because if you want the pudding, you're going to get your hopes up and then if you don't get it because you get a one in five chance of getting it, then you're going to be really disappointed. So that's why she and Tina Fey pull so many pranks at (laughs) award shows because it gives them something else to focus on. That's so great. No joke. That's their whole reason why they do that. And At another, any rate. another reason this episode is so special. It is a it is a release for everyone. And I don't like the way that came out. So I'm going <laughs> to rephrase that. It is it is going to be released for everyone. All of our cine listeners. The format of this episode is going to be a little bit different. We have Oscar trivia. We have our own Oscar predictions for the 2021 Oscars. We reviewed an Oscar winning movie for yes, this episode. That's right. And uh, there were some really good guesses on Instagram. So brava to yes. all who uh, submitted a guess. Yes, yes, yes. So, and uh, again, if you're watching on Patreon, you may notice we have dressed up for this have. Oscar special. Megan and I look like we're going to church. I look like a 1950s housewife. Megan had the Thank vacuum God cleaner. Thank God for my electric dress. She had the vacuum cleaner out earlier, and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I was literally pouring out, like, boiled water from boiling chicken. I was, was, like, in this dress. I'm like, oh, God. This is your audition oh, for, God. like, Donna Reed's role in It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly what this yes. is. Yeah. Waiting for me to come home from the old bank and savings and loan. Yes, cut back to Molly's prediction on what the prom movie... Uh, uh, remember the musical that she was in to the oh, moon? Yes, Your yes. predict is like, <laughs> no, it's about her. It's about, oh, it's a wonderful a, life. I totally forgot Amazing. about that. Amazing. That's so no, That was your prediction. Was your prediction yours? was it was a wonderful, that it was a wonderful life. I have no, no idea what it's a wonderful life is about. I've never oh, seen it, heard oh, wow. it, read it, watched it. Wow. Right. We might need to do that maybe, for next season. Maybe season six. That season six be. winter. All right. All so right. again, this, uh, this episode will contain our predictions for this year's Oscars. We have a ton of Oscar trivia ready for you, but again, we, we are going to review an Oscar nominated film for this uh, for this episode. And so. we are going to be releasing this to pretty much everybody because we wanted everybody to feel like they could be involved and enjoy. So uh, welcome to the Oscar special, the award season special. That's right. You're going to get to hear it all. The That's rants right. and raves and then all oh, that. Look at us. Megan, My hands are moving. How are you? I'm well. <laughs> are you doing well? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I like this dress. I'm not used to dresses. <laughs> Like I, I was the last time you wore a dress. I, I mean, I've worn dresses a couple times since the pandemic, but I have not uh, worn a fancy dress. Uh, like yeah. 
cue the fancy dress audition song. I have not worn a fancy dress in so, so long. I haven't worn a three-piece suit like, in forever. So yeah. it, it definitely makes you uh, sit a certain way, changes your posture. I, I also, it, this a is a little confidence. bit tighter uh, than it was before the pandemic. So there's that too, which I'm okay with. It's okay. Uh, and um, yeah, so I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Again, I feel uh, I feel confident wearing this suit. I feel like uh, I'm about to audition for Mad Men or something. Molly, or- doesn't he look like Tintin? Did you ever watch Tintin? I did not. No? Oh. All right. Well, then. Sorry, let me you- use words instead of nodding or shaking <laughs> my head. Hello, this is a this podcast. This it's is an audio podcast. medium. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. So I'm yes. Wow. He looks like Tintin. <laughs> I want him to be Tintin for Halloween. I'll sometime. take that as a compliment. Though. I have no idea who Tintin is. That's but, totally fine. Uh, yeah. Molly, how are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, you look I feel weird in a dress. <laughs> right. um, I right. am an active wear girl through and through. Same. I have bright red lipstick on. I was like, let's put clothes on that are real after a year of not. Right. And right. yeah. I'm happy about it, but it definitely is making me feel some like a way. Like I'm like, yeah, I feel <laughs> like weird energy about me. I feel like anxious or Whoa. like like I feel like like nervous or trepidatious. I'm like, what uh, am I behaving the right way? Do my is this normally how I hold my arms? Like <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with I don't hands. know what to do with my hands. I don't like, know what to do with my hands. Yeah. Shout out to the so. try guys. That's a line from a very famous line from one of their videos. <laughs> um Speaking of hands the people in today's movie are really good with their hands they really so are and their feet and their feet they're good at their flying legs. they're good at running up walls they're good at, at acting too they all are, of the inside so good athletics that come with it as well Holy as the external moly. athletics so this oscar winning movie that we reviewed is Crouching Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Hidden Dragon. Dragon. That's right. From the yesteryear of the year 2000. Megan and I were talking about the year 2000 before. I mean, I love this movie too. But before we started this season of the podcast, we're like, we should do like millennium movies for like weeks in a row. I'm talking like (laughs) the first X-Men movie or like Can't Hardly Wait you know, stuff that came around at like 1999, the year 2000. Was because that Matrix as well? Matrix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just Idle thinking hands. we should do the Matrix. And then yeah. I was like, do we need another Keanu Reeves movie? And I was like, we need one more round of debating how you say his name. <laughs> yes. So it's obvious. true. Yes, we and do. the true. fourth Matrix movie is coming out, I believe. Oh yes, it is. So. The person that cut my hair was telling and me I'm about that. very excited. Yes. But uh, yeah, so we decided I'm- to go with this. Also, too, because we Molly has not seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's so and we were crazy. like, you have like have to see yeah. this movie. This it's, is an incredible movie. And and when it came out, I, I remember as uh, God, so I was 16, but I remember this movie coming out that everyone was talking about and it was a foreign film and it got all these Oscar nominations and I'm like, really? But then I rented it from Hollywood Video and it, it just blew my mind because I think, Renting I don't movie. know if this came out before The Matrix or after. I think it came out after. But I'm not it, sure. again, we'll, we'll get into the uh, the history of, uh, of the film. Yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out in the year 2000, rated PG-13 for those of you who uh, care about the ratings. <laughs> uh, the actual name of the movie is Wohu Kang Long, which okay. interprets to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Also for those who care about how this movie interprets. Uh, uh, the plot I breakdown per IMDb, a young Chinese woman steals a sword from a famed swordsman. 
and then escapes I into. I thought you were going to leave it at just that. Period. <laughs> and then she escapes into a world of romantic adventure with a mysterious man from the frontier of their nation. I'm sorry. No, that is not what this movie is about. It <laughs> both. Wait, all right. I'm not in that order because here's the thing. This is Molly's favorite segment, and Molly has not done plot in 60 seconds. (laughs) I've done it. I don't think Ben has done it yet. Maybe Molly and I I can do it together. I think we might need to. Okay, I can do it. I can do do it. it? Are you sure? Okay. (gasps) All right, you ready? All right, plot in 60 seconds whenever you're ready. I'm never going to be ready. (laughs) Okay, here you go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, uh, Michelle Yeoh is a badass um, martial arts fighter, and she is transporting a very special sword that belongs to someone she loves um, to be safely hidden away. And while she's at the place that she brings it, she meets this young lady who is very interested in her and the sword. And spoiler alert, the sword gets stolen. Um, And so... Uh, what does happen after that? So <laughs> Michelle Yo goes after her, and so does the guy whose sword it was, um, Master Lee. Right? That's Master mm-hmm. Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there's a lot of fighting, and physics isn't doesn't is physics has left the chat. <laughs> Seven. Six, uh, and five. they get it back, and the girl is um, fiery. <laughs> Molly, that was amazing. That is why this movie and the girl got so many Oscar nominations. Is fiery. And the girl and is fiery. Whoever presented. Physics, what would you say, physics or gravity? Physics has left the chat. Physics has left the chat. Gravity need not apply. I am (laughs) stealing that. I have not. That is a solid AIM reference for all those kids who don't know what we're talking about. That is brilliant. The funny thing is that reference is back now, but people don't know like where it originally came from. from. Yeah. And I was thinking about that with this movie too, because someone was like, why are you reviewing such an old movie? And I was like, there are full blown adults who are 18, 19 who pay their own rent and like live fulfilling lives who were not born when this yeah. movie came out. Right, like right, we right. they probably haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah. I am also yeah. a 36 year old adult who hasn't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of 36 year old adults out there and older and uh, who have not seen it. And yeah. it's so hopefully so, we have some young listeners and some, yeah. oh shout yeah. out also to Singapore. Apparently we got some listeners in Singapore. What, what? Like, I was listening or looking at our matrix the other day. And, oh, wow. uh, so yeah. shout out to Singapore. Singapore. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening, Singapore. Wow. Um, Fantastic. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna corral up um and say uh let's go to Ben for first thoughts or well, first impressions. Before I go into first impressions, oh. I just want to give a quick uh uh sort of uh not shout out, but uh, roll call. Roll Thank call. you. I'm going to roll call the cast, uh, the main Shibuya. characters. Yeah. 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 Shibuya, Shibuya roll call. The cast, uh, the cast of main characters uh, and the director. This film was directed by Ang Lee. Uh, a lot of the movies that he did after Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon were all also Oscar nominated babies, particularly Brokeback Mountain, oh, which I still famously in 2005 lost best picture to Moonlight, not Moonlight. <laughs> 
It was to. It wasn't to traffic. Another gay movie. No, no. I mean, I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that for Oscar trivia. But okay. Brokeback Mountain was nominated for a ton of Oscars. It was. It was uh, thought to win Best Picture, but it actually didn't. Um, another movie that was another Oscar dar- uh, darling was Life of Pi, which came out a little bit more recently. Mm-hmm. But Ang Lee also directed uh, <laughs> a really bad version of The Incredible Hulk. It was just called Hulk. I don't know if anyone on this podcast or zoom call has seen hulk no don't no don't it's okay. pretty bad um it's it's a great cast but it's a terrible movie i'm gonna bet our friends at broadway.4me on instagram have seen that <laughs> uh and starring uh chow yun fat who plays Limu bai who is the Swordmaster, uh michelle yo who plays uh shen lu or or lu shen Shulin. Shulin. Thank you. Gosh. I wrote it phonetically. <laughs> Thank you so much. Shulin. Michelle Yeoh, who plays uh, Shulin, who is uh, the romantic, romantic interest to Lee Mubai in the movie. And then Zhang Ziyi, who plays Jen, who is the uh, the young girl sort of caught up in this world of thieves and sword masters she, and though? intrigue. She is. She absolutely she, is. She is not caught up in it. She thrusts she herself into in the game. it because she is a little... Uh, <sighs> Anyway, fiery. <laughs> she is Jeff, fiery. The little girl That's is fiery. nice. Uh, my first impressions, bridging right into first impressions. Again, this movie came out when I was 15, 16 years old. It came out post Matrix, if I remember correctly. I knew that the guy who did all of the stunt work for the Matrix did the stunt work for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Yen Wu Ping, and he has a an entire team of martial artists and stuntmen who do all of this crazy wire work, which is stuff that they had been doing in so Chinese bonkers. movies for a long time. But American American audiences hadn't really been introduced to a lot of it yet. So again, when movies like The Matrix came out and this movie came out, it really changed the perspective on how Americans view uh, foreign films, particularly action films and martial arts I thought arts you were going to say how they portray, how they see gravity. That's, <laughs> Americans just not, stop believing in gravity. Stop, uh, like... Flat earthers loved this movie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I just remember being a teenager, being not only so enthralled with The Matrix and the work that Yun Wu Ping and his team did on that movie, but knowing that they also did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And it, it's such a beautiful film. It's it such really a gorgeous is. film to look at. It's gorgeous. And it is actually a film that is not that violent. And I no. think I, I'll get into that a little Probably bit later. But the violent scale, I would be okay showing this to like, I don't know, a 12 or 13 year old. Like it, it's it's almost more dancing than it is fighting to uh, me. I'm just thinking of a couple of spots that might a be a couple of spots get scary, a little but... bit, yeah, a little bit scary. So little when bit did you first see this? I rented this movie again from a Hollywood video on DVD <laughs> when I was 16 years old and I watched it over and over. And did over you again. really? Wow. It was that so does not surprise cool. Me to just watch and look at. I was just blown away by what I was seeing. It, it was it was a style of action movie that I had never experienced before. And I was changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a, a, this was from a while back. This was, I think when you had Facebook, this was a long time ago and you had quotes like that you had said or like funny things you'd said. And mm-hmm. one of the things that you had on your Facebook profile was you had said to your roommates, I just want to eat cereal and watch my gay cowboy movie. Cause you were watching. <laughs> I was watching Brokeback Broke Back Mountain, Mountain for the first time, but I can just envision you as a 16 year old, just pouring cereal bowl after cereal bowl, just watching movies. Like that's, yeah. that is you and why you are the cinephile you are today. Between bouts of Tekken three on PlayStation. <laughs> this, that's when I watch movies. So no, it, it, it really changed the way and, uh, and how I view uh, foreign films 
And it actually got me more into watching foreign films. I hadn't really given a whole lot of my time or energy to them. So mm -hmm. uh, just seeing what other countries were producing and putting out there was really incredible. I would agree. And um, well, actually, okay. So I would say really quickly, I'm going to do mine because I'm curious about Molly's, but of course. Um, but <laughs> I remember like we were at our house, the Oscars were a big thing. Were they I, really? Oh, yeah. And like, yet you haven't seen any movies. No, of course not. <laughs> That's not the point. Not you the point. you turn it on to look at pretty dresses, to hear people say nice things about the industry, and okay. to eat apps. Like, that is why <laughs> this is basically the, like, actor's equivalent to the Super Bowl. Uh -huh. That's what I thought. And so you guys would make, like, Marge Gunderson cheese sliders or something? Yes, we absolutely we had my up? mom's special dip. We had like mozzarella sticks and all of that uh, um of it was a big thing and i remember when crouching tiger hidden dragon won we were all like what is this movie <laughs> what and we've never heard of this this foreign film and my parents were like well i guess we should probably watch it if it's that good and so then they rented it just like everybody else that hadn't seen it until that point yeah. they rented it and we all sat down as a family and just like dumbfounded watch this like, movie what? like yeah. yeah and then my brother jordan if he didn't already have a stick collection he started gathering a oh, stick yeah, collection yeah, yeah. of giant yeah. ass sticks yeah. that he would just start fighting no one <laughs> in the backyard and, you know because yeah. that's what you do yeah. but it's yeah apparently like a new action hero too, <laughs> yeah. right, you know. right. Yeah. so no i and i remember like re-watching it now i i think i forgot how long it is and i think i forgot how the the plot is actually i'm like like, you're so dumb like it made me mad but you then it, it brought me back actually to karate kid and the whole baggage oh, stuff about honor go. here we go uh so at any rate fans of the maybe podcast more uh, karate kid too more okay. than karate kid fans of the podcast will know that megan disliked the first karate kid movie but like the second one i have issues with it i don't want to get into it that's not what that's this a whole is about. other episode um molly what yes. were your first impressions of this movie well i clearly have known about it for 21 years <laughs> uh i have not watched it and it has been on my to watch list along with hero i know i need mm. to watch that mm. um oh jet lee's in hero isn't he sure. i've never seen it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you were just told to watch it <laughs> okay super weird tangent i took pop culture courses in college and okay. one of the things we were watching like some we were we watched parts of it to talk about the storytelling okay but we didn't watch the whole thing and i was like i gotta watch this because we were talking about i believe there's like color involved in hero mm -hmm. um uh, anyway so i watched a lot of so really i've watched sucks. a lot of clips of movies in pop culture and like movie history through movies classes uh, yeah. but never got to like finish a lot of them mm -hmm. um so like i've seen like the first half of green mile and uh so it's first like the two thirds of like blood diamond and like all of these i the took a black history through movies <laughs> course I feel like that's even better than not watching it at all. Cause then you're like, I, I kind of, it's like watching Bambi up until the point where his mother gets shot. You just are like, well, I guess they're just happy deers. Like the, the teacher happy. was getting his point across, you know, he's like, sure. we got, we got to right. the point and we don't, if you now watch we're done. it, now we're done. There, Cause the class was like an hour and a half and every yeah. movie apparently is three hours long. That's the other right. thing. So, if only we could have like Michael Scott um, movie Mondays at work in school. If right? only. Yeah. If only. So I've seen in these courses, 
clips of movies and then been like, I should watch that. <laughs> but then I never did. Right. Mm-hmm. Because as we've mentioned in other podcasts, I spent my entire childhood learning every lyric to musical theater. Of course. And saying, I'll get to that later. Later. After because the rehearsal. This was, yeah, I was in high school and I yeah. can't tell you what movies I actually watched in high school. 21 years stage. goes by. That's <laughs> it goes by so fast. So, <laughs> um, so yes, I was excited to get to watch this. Mm-hmm. I could not find an English dubbed version. Good. Oh, which is fine. I I prefer that. I, yeah, I was having a really hard time concentrating and focusing. (laughs) I am a person that watches movies with subtitles on at all times, TV and movies, normalized subtitles. Um, And I have learned that I've missed a lot Mm. of Mm. even movies and TV shows that I've like, watched a hundred times i'll put oh, subtitles wow. on and i'll be like i never heard that i've heard about this that it's actually a really good idea to always so, have captions on yeah wow. like normalize it it's part of the reason i don't like going to the movies anymore is i miss uh, having the subtitles i'm like yeah oh, they only yeah. have like a couple of you know showings that have that yeah um but netflix has and has gotten me so used to just captions so yeah um so i really did uh have to like focus up on this one and I stopped taking notes because I realized I would start taking notes and then miss what happened because I couldn't right. hear what yeah. they were saying right. so, <laughs> so I looking away I was I had to make a choice between like pausing and taking five hours to watch the movie or yeah. just watching yeah. and not taking a lot of notes so I just watched it I took it all in I found it gorgeous and I have to say I'm very happy I have seen it now yay, yay! <laughs> I was gonna be so bummed if you were like I didn't like it I didn't <laughs> like it so bummed out I'm so glad though <laughs> there are no tigers or dragons there, okay that is also that's, that's true true that I, I do have an issue with that <laughs> I do have an issue with no that crouching tigers um, or hiding dragons and I actually did in like in regards to specifically and to keep things short like the Q&A for this one mm-hmm. if people have a preference about you know seeing foreign films and if you like to see them dubbed or like to see them with the captions on because I know that people have very strong feels about this I have to have subtitles for most foreign films I watch because I, I think Molly I agree with you that I I just catch more mm-hmm. and the first time I watched this I think it was with subtitles so I I absorbed the story like yeah. right away and thankfully there's enough during the action scenes there's actually dialogue happening during a lot of the action scenes yeah. that I try to catch too but again this was a movie that I watched over and over and over again but for me I would I always prefer having subtitles on for yeah. foreign films well and that's the other thing too is that it's like I remember watching the dubbed version and after having remembered seeing it without dubbed like the voices that they picked whomever it was just was it was weird to me I like, mean it, the original inflection is gone. Like, I'm like, that's, that's a good chunk of your acting gone. I think there are reasons for that. Um, because the three main actors all spoke different forms of Mandarin. Like they were all from different parts of Asia. So no, their, I'm, their I'm sorry. Sounded different. I just mean in life, like oh, if you're watching life, any kind general. of foreign film, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. prefer to have it with the original stuff and subtitles. I absolutely versus agree. a dubbed version. I totally agree. I totally agree. I just wanted to get through it quickly because <laughs> <laughs> I know some people are like, I don't, I don't want to read a movie. I'm not yeah. going to do it. Like yeah. people it's- are like, I'm, yeah. It felt like homework. I won't lie. This oh, movie okay. felt like homework this week. I was yeah. like, 
I have to watch a movie and I have to pay attention and I have to like really focus. But while I was watching it, I was like, I would have loved to have seen this in theaters. Yeah. Right. Just being able to actually sit and only focus on the screen and have some popcorn Mm -hmm. and a Mm Coca-Cola and just like have that experience that this movie is definitely made for that. Yeah, I totally agree. I was yeah. like, ooh, I wish I was in a theater right now. Yeah, that- specifically like the bamboo fight. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they're gorgeous. fighting in the trees. I'm like, Weird. oh, I remember just like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So gorgeous. Uh, but um, the other thing that I was going to ask, too, is just in regards to and this is something that happens in the movie that's in regards to honor. That is uh, if you listen to our Karate Kid 2 episode, there's a lot of talk about honor and that yeah. that's something that holds people back apparently from pursuing romantic relationships that make them happy. Um, And that's something that I was curious Mm. about if that's something that I don't know, I guess for me, I was just like, just do it. Like your brother's dead. Just do it. Like for me, it I'm American. Just go do it. Are you talking about like Shulin and uh, Lee Mubai? Like yeah. Their whole thing? Yeah, their whole thing. Yeah. Their whole thing. Because it's established right at the beginning. You guys are clearly in love with each other. Could you guys just do it? Yeah. Like, There's a lot of themes that have to do with uh, honor, yes, but more of like duty. And this ties yeah. into Jen's role as well because she's betrothed. She has to get married. But spoilers. Wow. If we get into spoilers, this movie's 21 years old. So <laughs> deal. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, watch it. But we find out that Jen also has like this side hustle of yeah. being of being a thief and a criminal and tied in with this whole criminal organization. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. But that's the thing, too, is I didn't understand her reasoning for wanting to steal the sword other than just saying that she stole it. She so she was taught her right she seems a little kind of blase about or her the whole direction of her life and where it's going so maybe the fact that she is about to get married because that is a woman's duty right and her place in the world and right. even michelle yo's character shulin who becomes sort of a sister sort of mentor to to her, to young Jen, says, oh, this is what you are supposed to do. So I recommend that you do this. But mm-hmm. she's also like doing detective work at the same time. And yeah, it-, um, it it bridges a lot into duty for me. Like what what is what is a woman's place? And I think yes. that that for me was like the most mind blowing part of watching it now as an almost 37 year old man was was how much more I focused on these female characters and how they are presented with their their duties as women in this culture Mm -hmm. and how Jen is actually uh, fighting against that, both with like her ninja persona because she doesn't want to like marry this guy. Plus she has like this whole... Past romance the with this whole other, guy. other side thing, and then Sh- oh, uh, Shulin. That whole thing is one of my favorite parts of this movie. The whole desert, everything. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's great. It feels like its own like separate it is. movie. I was almost. just gonna say it that. It gets like, into it's like its own story. Lawrence of Arabia, kind of like big picture. Oh my god, like cinemascope movies. Yeah. But then Shulin is also struggling with her duty because she she feels like she's so tied to her job i guess that she can't be with limu by right it was like the sorry so no go, no, go. she's tied to the, her um she was engaged to limu by's master and when so the master got killed i thought it was the Did brother I totally miss that that's what i that's how i read it is oh, like they can't okay. be together because she was originally engaged 
to his master who died from the Jade Fox's hand right. by Jade Fox's hand. Right. And they in their they don't really go into this, but I assume in their grief, they got closer. But they so they can't sure. be together because they have this like. Or is it more on Limubai because he he is about to retire? We should say that. Too. Right. He's giving up his sword. He was He's engaged not to his brother. To his, his brother, brother who is dead. Oh, okay. He was engaged to his brother and then the brother was who killed. Is dead. Okay. And so they bonded over his brother dying and her fiance dying. And then they're like, we can't dishonor right. his memory by getting together. Yeah. Right. So I thought the I yes. Okay. Yeah. But now that Limubai is retiring, maybe there's an open window for this to happen. Right. And of course, the movie happens at the most important moment of everyone's life. I was going to say, it made, it made it seem like you either need to follow your duty and get married or be a ninja, like, shipping security person. Well, yeah, like, she's, that's, she's that's like it. private security. That's that her job. All, she is private security. Like, she's yeah. like Super ye cool. old logistics. Like, yeah. that's <laughs> what she was. And so, and, and she's a warrior. She lives by the sword. So maybe she feels like she can't, you know, uh, she can't leave all of that behind for the for the you know in the name of love <laughs> so it to me it there's a lot of things that have to do with duty and specifically around a woman's role and what she is supposed to do well and interestingly enough too i just looked at my notes like jade fox the whole reason that jade fox has an issue with the master who was killed is that she just wanted to do she just wanted to be a ninja and there was that she just and the master slept with her he's and, like, like she's like he'll her. sleep with me but he won't teach he me how to fight me. Mm-hmm. because exactly. i'm a woman exactly like i like really watching it i noticed way more stuff about like specifically duty of a woman which is not something you think of when you see this like poster and you see like you watch it you're like oh my god there's all these undertones i have a question okay maybe we can uh spitball this between the three of us and molly (laughs) i know you referenced this before but how the character of jade fox how does she uh infiltrate these sort of high-end families and organizations is this is this part of jade fox's mo where she infiltrates rich families and then or 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 like the the wudan dojo and steals their secrets or what 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 is her beef like what where does jade fox come from we don't know (laughs) we don't know i thought she was very well yeah i thought she (laughs) was jen's mother for a long time until right. I realized yeah. that she wasn't. Um, but she is a motherly figure. So yes. yeah, she does. She travels with these, with at least one family of means yeah. and is yeah. able to, um, yeah, I guess get into it's these like, higher yeah, level like, places. Like infiltrate. It was unclear to me. It's unclear. Like, it's unclear to me <laughs> as to why she picked this family, why she taught this girl even though it sounds like it was just they stumbled into each other and she's like, you know, I taught you to fight. We just kind of happenstance. I don't know. It was infer- it was interesting for me to try and like piece that together. What I think happened was Jade Fox was <laughs> was pushed out by by the Wudong clan. Like again, she she wanted to learn how to fight with right. their secrets. But like she said, oh, the master would sleep with me, but he wouldn't teach me his secrets and he just discards her. Yes. Right. So she infiltrates this rich family, finds young Jen and sees in her maybe a way to interpret the secrets that she's stolen from the Wudan clan and try to teach them to her. But she ends up being way smarter than Jade Fox anticipates. And maybe that's kind of like Jade Fox's revenge is I'm going to teach their secrets to this girl and turn her into a weapon. 
I think she got kicked out. I think that she, <laughs> am I, am I, just I think her complicated. I think she got kicked out and she needed a job and she's like, well, I can be a governess and take care of kids. And mm. the family that she happened to get hired on for was like, oh, well, this gal's actually really talented. Here's this book that I'm reading. Why don't I teach you how to, you know, be a ninja, yeah. but I can only like read two thirds of it. So, you know, we'll just do the part that I know. And then Jen is like, well, I can read all thirds of it. So I'm going to read all of it. And I'm not going to tell you the stuff that I learned hmm. that you don't know because you are not uh, high enough to educated to be able to understand what all these things are. Hmm. You hid secrets from me, from the manifest. That was the whole thing that Jade Fox said. Right. And then she's like, well, I I need to take revenge this jerk guy you need to go get the green sword so we can kill this dude and uh i don't know that's i think it was something along those lines it is it is confusing i think jen stealing the green destiny sword is like a total like side thing like jen just decides really? to do it for herself i don't think so yeah i kind of got okay so uh, another thing that I'm surprised has not come up in this podcast yet is I have an ability to guess what is going to happen in a movie or a TV show <laughs> okay. immediately. Okay. And as oh. soon as I saw Jen, I went, she's going to steal the sword. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, she's going to steal it. But we, yeah. but I don't, I was like that. Why? Like, I was just couldn't read her. And so from not being able to read her, I was like, that is a choice. Right. And that hmm. is because she is going to steal the sword. Yeah. Uh, huh. And it did feel like it was just her. It feels like she's done with Jade Fox and she's only still with Jade Fox because of Jade Fox's like a proximity to the family yeah, and right. her actual duty. And she is done with Jade Fox as her Typical master. Teenager. And so, yeah, it really felt like she was just like, I see the sword. I see what this lifestyle has done for oh. Lynn and I see um I see myself in her oh. and I want the sword to like level up base you know kind of yeah. thing and it was just definitely like a personal like I'm gonna see if I can do it and I'm gonna see if it's gonna help me that makes way um, more sense my bigger question I had I had zero like even thought of Jade Fox's backstory. <laughs> My bigger question was who taught Shu Lin? Because I would have assumed that she was at the at uh Wu Don. Wu Don yeah. yeah. until and because they have that whole fight scene and then she goes, You you trained at Wudan. And then after that, we find out that women aren't allowed to be trained there. So my mm. question immediately was then, well, who trained Michelle Yeoh? Right, because she's Maybe. fucking. Did Lee Mubai teach her? We right, right. We don't know. Tell me that movie, right, right. I almost <laughs> I wanted mean, to see a movie I of, like wrote, side quests. I wrote down in my notes just Michelle Yao is Batman. Like that's just it. She just every is. time. So this is our second Michelle Yeoh movie of this season, and I just. I'll I'll harken back to what I said in Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> I just I need Michelle Yeoh in my life. I need yes. her directing my every move. I need her as a big sister. Yes. Yeah. Just to, uh, I, I just want to be near her because I feel like I would just be a better person. So I was the, thinking of that as I was watching the movie too. I was yeah. like, no just wonder like, Ben loves her. Yes. Like, oh my God. Like in, and, in 20 and years all goes of the, All of the actors in it. Like no yes. wonder we all love them. Like I didn't realize that this was the, 
breakthrough right. movie for Americans yeah. to yes. like normalize all of these actors yeah. into our lives who Introduce we now see have seen have continued to be prolific in the last <laughs> two decades yeah. so it's like oh this is that movie and I know and no wonder Ben thinks she's a badass because she's a <laughs> right. fucking badass <laughs> right that was my real first impression was yeah. just like oh Michelle Yotes that's amazing so then I want to be sure that we have some time for Oscar stuff yes so let's move into hot takes hot takes aka like also a bit of rant and rave also i a bit think of rant and raves. we should we can do a little bit of hot takes plus that exactly we're just going to combine them for this episode yes this is one and the same which to be honest they kind of bleed into each you other were anyways something what were you i was I feel just like you because should off. i wrote down the guy carrying the abacus in the fight scene That's right. with Jen at the restaurant, at the restaurant right. where she's like, she's being a bitch, like just a straight up snotty ass bitch. And these guys are coming up to her to like, they're not being rude. They're just like, Hey, who are you? Like, what do yeah. you do? And she's like, um, bye. Like she's <laughs> so rude. And so then they're like typical, you're rude. I'm going to fight you. So yeah. that's what we do. This one guy just had an abacus. <laughs> I missed the, it. The giant thing, <laughs> just a big square thing with the thingy things. And I'm like, what? I'm going to fight you with fractions. I didn't understand <laughs> why he had an abacus. So I was giggling at that and then i also too this is more of like for rants and raves the guard who is supposed to be protecting the princess jen and her family yeah. and the he's on night watch duty he's right. also supposed to be watching over the um over the sword right no the, not the sword the guy who's watching the sword because the sword was given to him oh governor governor you governor you mm -hmm. he the security guard for the governor is horrible. He's not he does great. a terrible job. He's, he starts this like side romance with the daughter of the it inspector really who's infiltrated. I, you know, you mentioned that it's a romance. I didn't pick up that it was a romance. There's the scene where he is standing in front of the door. So uh, I think uh, it's after ag again spoilers. Uh, <laughs> Jade Fox kills the man who's actually a cop who's in who's also infiltrated governor Yu's compound because he wants to kill jade fox because she killed his wife anyways <laughs> he and his daughter are there to kill jade fox because right. they heard that she was in the area yes. jade fox kills the cop guy. right and now it's just the daughter but the bodyguard, the the night watchman, yes. is like standing guard over He's her just now, protecting her, and then she's like. Um, you should you should come in. Should come in it's, here. You should come in here, and I'm like, there it is. No, I didn't. I, I think you didn't read it that way. Saying, no, I think no. he was just saying she just wanted to cuddle. She is cold outside. It is cold outside. Uh, you should come inside. I don't think. So. I didn't I, think it was. You should you should come inside. What's that? I got. I am in mourning for my family right now, and I don't want to be alone. No romance to it, but like, why do we? What? But I got because what she was said it was like, I don't. You don't. There's no reason for you to be outside. Yeah, Molly, like I we thought, can be together. I thought, you were, I thought you were personally saying that you were in mourning for your family. No, that we should stop this. <laughs> Sorry, this thread. Of, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. We did a. We had a whole time out. Okay. okay, no. Okay. Like, right. I'm actually in mourning right now. No, so I can we move on? I'm like, oh fuck, I'm so um, sorry. Uh, I'm wearing but... this very boobalicious I thought the same no. exact thing. Like, right. She it didn't was... want to be alone. But she but didn't it, want to be alone. It was a romantic. And she she even says something like or, was, like was, there's no cool point outside. in you being was, outside. We can yeah. like we're stronger together or something like yeah. that. Like mm. 
we're going to be able to watch each other's backs inside, whereas like you're just alone and I'm, I'm like, alone. And fronts. So then why is he protecting her? I'm pretty sure that you have a governor that you need to protect. And you're exactly. just up here what is he watching doing? this girl. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not paid to watch you, her. You lost the green sword. You did. You, you went out to, to take care of the you cop used and the died. You used the stupidest weapons to fight people with. <laughs> and then now you use a stick with another stick on the end of you're it. You're not going to. I did enjoy the ribbon dancer exit from Jade uh, Fox. That was, that was amazing. But yeah, I was, he was the worst and he made me angry throughout this entire movie. Mm. I was like, this is Indiana Jones level security. It is it's so awful. <laughs> so Duder bad. has bad security. Like yeah. it made uh, me mad. Um, that leads me into my hot take, <sighs> which is basically the men in this movie are pointless. <laughs> yes! They don't do anything. I agree. They literally I don't totally do agree. anything. <laughs> it's like there. they are there for romantic interest to the female leads who are kicking ass, which is they are dope to names. see 21 years ago yeah, because they is... literally role reverse any everything like ninja movie you've ever seen, and where I like the girl is just there that. for boobs. If and like you like you know, if you had great. a movie and you're like, this doesn't pass the Bechdel test, this is the reverse, this and this the doesn't reverse. pass the Dictal test. Like These there's men. <laughs> both low and master lee are kind of worthless they're like a, they're like pretty worthless they're really a they are they are worthless without in the terms the women of women who make them better right yeah. in terms of the storyline that they are yes. in the story that is being told not they in general in like, in general. But in like <laughs> to make them feel to make them whole they're all seeking i never my mind is being blown right I, now I they're worth some trivia they're worthless about, they do that is a great oh, hot take. Like, yeah. would this movie be different without the men if the men weren't there? And the answer is no. Yes, I, I completely I agree. I don't think in this that. movie would be different if the men weren't there. I completely <laughs> like, agree. This is like an Indiana Jones there would be a Raiders lot of the Lost Ark scenario. Less tears. Maybe less tears. Yeah. There'd be less sexy time in the desert. I mean, that's, that's you know, which I enjoy. I did enjoy his singing. That was fun. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, that low, was, low was just really foreplay, and it was great. I was like, this fighting is foreplay, and I'm here for it. Yes, I know. It was it. so cute. I know. As also, soon as they started kissing, Ben's like, there, there it is. is. Yeah. That's what this scene's about. There it is. Um, it only took 20 minutes to fucking exactly. get there, guys. And I also <laughs> loved kind of bridging into that sequence. I loved, uh, I loved Jen's role in that sequence where she gets out of the carriage. Oh, yeah. She gets on a horse. Yeah. Chases this motherfucker down because he took something from her and she fights tooth and nail yeah. to get it is the most entertaining and, yep. and tells you so much about who this character is yes yeah it is is one Love of the it. best parts of the movie uh my uh my hot take um is actually more in the form of a question hot what question. happens to jen at the end of the movie right. well we don't know because we don't we don't know right she, she takes a leap of faith the legend is you jump off the top of the mountain and your you, wish comes true. If but you she make it. She didn't make, make a wish. She asked Lo to make the wish. But right. we already know that gravity has left the chat. So right. like. So she just like bounced she on. She can fly. We li like we literally watch her fly this whole movie. If so we Wonder have Woman no... 84 taught us anything, you can lasso clouds. We so... have no reason to believe she doesn't make it. 
get her right. She I definitely thought she lips. did. I definitely no, like she did not make it. Like she one hundred percent didn't didn't make it. She turns gravity back on. And she, didn't she, make it. Yeah, she just <laughs> okay. no. She she turned into clouds and was like, "I'm done with I'm this." Done. Like, Interesting. Low because Low is like clouds. crying, and so right. and like the exchange there at the end is so like sorrowful. Like she asks him to make a wish, and he's like, "I want to be back in the desert with you forever." jumps right off and i I guess it's it's up to each person's interpretation of okay is this do we get what we want or are we you know destined to destroy ourselves i I don't don't know know. know. both yeah my takeaway was that she was going to start a brand new brand new life with all Mm. of the skills that she's learned everything that she's she's like this dude is worthless what's he doing here take my comb i'm out um i killed her own logistics the guy who was gonna teach me fucking died so i'm I'm out and jade fox is also dead like everyone who could teach her is dead and everyone who she loved is a loser and she's like okay Maybe I could just go be a ninja somewhere else. Also feels like it was kind of left open for a sequel. Maybe yes. a little bit that that could have been a sequel, huh. of, but it just never happened. Maybe, yeah, maybe. That's a really good point. There, there is actually another Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon movie. I don't know if I wrote down the title, but there's definitely, I don't know if it's a direct sequel to this, but it it did not do well oh, at all. Believe that. <laughs> so there's a part of me that like wants like, to watch it, but at the same time, I'm yeah, like, oh, no, yeah. there's other movies we yeah. can watch. Like so the, I think uh, yeah. I think that's it for hot takes. Shall we uh, jump into some trivia yeah. about Crouching have, Tiger, Hidden Dragon? I have like one more Go hot for take. Go for and it. And that is that in 2021, mm. Jen is like not, mm. I mean, she. it's already, in 2000, it was already like, is she a protagonist or an antagonist, right? Because yes. like, she's like the most mm. likable antagonist or the most dislikable protagonist yeah like it was it was really hard because clearly Uh, jade fox is the real antagonist in all of this right she's the bad guy but for a long time because she in my mind while i'm watching this i'm like they set her up to be the bad guy by stealing the sword and you know like being jade she's a murderer she's a murderer so but it feels like that part would have been written maybe slightly different in Mm. 2021 maybe to make it a little less ambiguous about whether she like I don't know because you want you root, I root, I was rooting for her. Right. I also wanted her to fail. Like at the same time, I was like, "This is yes, exactly. Yeah. Why yeah. is this?" The and I feel only, like it's because I'm watching a 2000 movie from the lens of 2021. The and only like, true antagonist in this movie is lack of transparency. If we had just said, "Hey, I know some more stuff in this book," <laughs> and physics. if we had just said, "Hey, I fucking love you," if we had just said, "Hey, I'm actually not very good at my job. Maybe you should hire a different security person." If we'd just been honest about what we were doing. This all has to do with asking for what you need. It is. Okay. Just, just ask for what you need and be honest. I, I really like that. And I think that's a really good point. I think again, we're always the movie is always about the most <laughs> formative and important moments in these characters' lives. And I feel like for Jen, she she possesses so much power, but she is so conflicted about who she wants to be. Yeah. And I never really realized because you just brought this up, I never really re- realized how close of a connection she has to Shu Lin uh, due to her conflicted romantic feelings for Shu Lin feels this for Li Mu Bai. She, uh, Jen is in love with Lo, but she has to marry this guy. So they actually have that in common. So to mm-hmm. me, I guess to try and answer your question, 
uh, or your hot take is that she, <laughs> to answer your hot take, she is, yeah. this is a very formative moment in her life. And we get to see her go through all, try all of these sort of different options of like, okay, I'm a ninja thief who is bored and like has outgrown Jade Fox, but I'm also in love with my old boyfriend. I don't want to get married, but I also know that I am very powerful and I could be a master if I wanted to, and the sword makes me even stronger, even though I don't know how to use it. So I know I need training. This whole right. thing of like, which which road is she going to choose? So I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I feel like she's yeah, the character we're supposed yes to relate and. to the most. Maybe? Yeah. Um, I don't know. yeah, maybe. Maybe. It was like, I was rooting for her and then we got to that restaurant scene and I was like, you fiery bitch, I hate you. It was <laughs> like, they just kept going back and forth and you're like, I'm rooting for you, but give the sword back. But like, fuck you. But like, <laughs> but she's also, she's also disguising herself as a man in right. those scenes. They call her boy until they yes. realize that she's not. Right. Master Long or something like that. Like that's how uh, Jen identifies herself. And yeah. they, they assume that- right that Jen is a man. So I thought that that whole sequence was kind of a message of like, oh, your assumptions are wrong. And again, specifically around women in this movie, because you're totally right. The men are pretty useless in this That's film. So I, hadn't... so I think that kind of arcs into the theme of like, not that men are useless, but in this story they are, but at the same time, don't judge a book by its cover because this, <laughs> this person who looks like a boy will will fuck you up <laughs> and ends up doing just that yeah so yeah it's Hi, also Rocket. make sure that you Come i know on. he just woke Hi, up uh, also make sure that you get uh proper coverage for your restaurant in case a ninja right. fight just get that breaks ninja fight out. insurance i do think of that kind of stuff every time i, I wrote that like down this. i was like, like does those insurance porn? cover that <laughs> Just collateral damage. Like every time I watch movies like The Avengers, which I'm glad they finally started talking about that in like that yeah. series. It's like yeah. we hate the Avengers because they just blow like yeah, you you kill people and blow shit up. You yeah. just ruin fucking buildings <laughs> all the yep. time. Yes. You literally picked Sign. up an entire city and dropped it. Like dropped it. But what? I, yeah. yeah, I can't stop thinking about those things when I, I watch know, that man. kind of action sequence and that's so not cool the point see. of it it's not it's not like <laughs> still think for me it. i just think of like the stunt work and the artistry and the camera mm -hmm. work and how much fucking rehearsal it takes because you're working with props you're look you're working with oh set pieces that have to fall apart also to you like really quickly <laughs> what is your favorite fight scene in this entire movie you had to pick one i think mine that's not fair yes it is that's not, not fair. fair yes it Damn is it. i think my favorite fight scene I'm going to let someone else say the bamboo because I know that that is somebody else's favorite um, and it's at the top of my head, but it's not. I think it's between um, Jen and Lo when they when they are when she like first discovers her badassery yeah. in the flashback and she yeah. just like oh. will not give up because that is a whole flashback. Like, obviously, it's a flashback. It's mm -hmm. a long one, too. It's a really long. It's, it's like, like the, whole, it's like a whole other it's like movie. A third of the movie. Right. But I think that I really you do like that. I feel like was where I solidified that I was rooting for her mm -hmm. was like in this. And it was sexy. Right. It was just like a little naughty. Um, but it, yeah. but like technically and visually, it is not the most stunning fight by any means. No, there's no, so it's much pretty sloppy. Like it was, more. but there was a lot of story to it, which that's not something you think of when you right. think of yeah. a fight like that. Yeah. yeah. What's Dodging yours? arrows. My mine. 
um, I think it's that first fight between Shulin and Jen when she's running away with a sword. Cause there's so much. And, and that to me is, is why this movie is far less violent. It's not, it's not so much about a, a violent martial arts movie. It, 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 it is more dancing to me because I, I feel like right. in that one, you, they focus on a lot of the footwork. Like Jen's trying to like fly away and like oh, she yeah. hooks her with her own leg and hooks pulls her, her back. Foot. Down. It was like, yeah. and there's like this whole point where uh, she's like, uh, if you're one of our absorbing gens, yeah. If you oh, can't wait, see I what realized, I'm doing, no, they can because this is the Oscar special. <laughs> right, the Oscar so special. Here we go. Okay, so, so do it. <laughs> if like, like Jen oh, is right. is absorbing <laughs> Shulin's punch, and she's like using <laughs> the momentum of the punch against her, and she's like, "Whoa, right. where did you learn all these secrets?" So I, there's so much that is explained. There's so much story happening in these fights, but that yeah. that first one especially, it's not. It's nothing is wasted as far as like a fight to just fight. There's so much happening between the characters constantly uh, with every movement, but they just did it in such a clever way that it's just so, it's awesome to look at, but it's also really beautiful. And you really have to admire the practice and the artistry and the physicality that goes in with this kind of stuff. It's It also really yes, yeah, sets you up for any yes. other fight in, right. in right. the movie because Here's, you see the anti-gravity, you see the yes. running, you see just every, it lets you suspend your disbelief and you can stay in that suspension yeah. for the rest they're of almost the like superheroes like it's it's you know yeah. it, it's really it really is that kind of a story but you're right like this is the world we live in this is the story we're telling come with us that kind of thing mine is the second um jen uh you Yulin. what is it shulin shulin sorry oh this we already talked about this beforehand we're like, we we to to right. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're doing pretty uh, well though uh, yes. we're trying I, just leave it exactly. to me to get it wrong <laughs> but um that the second fight that they have where she's just like oh, let me dojo? pull every single weapon <gasps> off the wall I forgot about that fight massively proficient in every single thing except for the giant saber like <laughs> because it's, it's so heavy. Too, <laughs> it's too heavy which i loved that that was such a great touch but still yeah. she's like, swinging it around like she and I love like, and I love to at the end, it's like it, it you kind of know who wins, but it also isn't super clear because it's like it wasn't cheating, but it's like if that you know broken dagger was at your throat, you would die. But yeah. technically the dagger broke. So it's like, did you win or did you lose? She could still cut her throat. She could still cut her throat. throat. Right. So I I really appreciated that. And I thought that that fight was just I yelled out girl fight at the top girl of that fight. one because that one's girl my favorite of all of them. So great. It's, such it's a hard good to one. choose. It's yeah. so hard yeah. to choose. Uh, shout out to the bamboo fight. Just yes. right. shout Truly. out. Visually, Which, probably I mean, the, coolest, the coolest sequence. Who would think is, like, hey, let's fight in moving trees. I also feel like I saw the rigging for that fight more oh, than okay. in any other fight, though. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just That's kept fair. being like. Like it felt like at one point I saw actual like scaffolding rigging right. that like was painted green. I saw trucks driving me. by. Right. I was like, that's like weird. When, it's like when you see the Muppet movie when they're on the bicycles and they've got their their right. Muppets are bicycling and at first you're like, wow, they're bicycling and then you're like, wait, how is this? And then it's really obvious that there's yeah. something else helping everything. Right. And right. I mean, it's just again, I, mean, I love it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It, it had a, this movie had a nostalgic feel to it, even though I never watched it because of things I like that. that. Yeah. Because like, of things like I've being able to see this. exactly where the 
like the wires are coming out of the costume. You can just kind yeah. of see that little point, yeah. even though they're clear. <laughs> and like the editing was 21 years ago, getting yeah. those little wires out of the video instead Which of- must have taken forever. But even still, it's like you- <laughs> Like I can were, see it. Like I can, right. it, I can like imagine the where they are if I can't where see Where we've it. talked about the practical. It's like, if you had a kid watch this and they'd never seen this before, they would be, they would lose their they mind. Lose oh, their it wouldn't sure. be like bad CG. Like no, bad. It's not bad CG. It's, it's just not, early. It's just just early it's and just early yeah. effects it's like there is no cg well that's no. what i'm saying is, is, is that if okay, you look I mean, at there is street fighter for example right. the og street fighter where the cg is rough for the very first harry potter yeah, yeah. You go back and look at that Which very first out, harry potter I think in 2002 and you watch the when neville falls from right. the fucking broomstick <laughs> no it was unfinished like no, it was like it's oh, bad that is like the bad. first release of cats before yeah. they went back and fixed some stuff <laughs> bad but yeah this like, is not that this is this just is a nostalgic like yeah. oh that you you know how it's being done yes and the technology to make it so you don't know how it's being done hasn't caught up yet. So yeah, like, that's correct. why for and me, what I was they're like, doing is so inventive. Yeah. So great. But yeah. I feel, I definitely like felt it mm-hmm. in that yeah. fight, in the bamboo fight where I was like, this feels labored right and i felt like i could see it on their faces for the and that's the only time in the whole movie on their faces that they are trying they're really trying really because like the the part where she's like running running up the bamboo where of course she's being held up by rigging so she has to basically run in place and you know someone is pulling down the bamboo branch and to make that match up yeah and like make that match up and make it look like she's balanced on it like like get out of here! That must yeah. have been so hard. Yeah. So just ranting and raving about that Ooh, fight. Ranting and raving and uh, hot, <laughs> hot takes and rants and raves and all that jazz. So with that, let's hop into some trivia. I literally have, I think, two full pages. You're so, gonna need to cut um, back. And then, uh, yeah, Molly, whatever you have, I would love to hear yours as well. So, I did zero trivia research on this movie. Okay. Because I Yay. was looking into Oscar stuff. Okay, we'll save nice. this for the Oscars. So Oscars I think trivia. I got That's great. So uh, let's don't do that. Don't do all of it. Let's say, yeah, you don't have to kill yourself over trivia. <laughs> no, you don't have to kill yourself oh, over. I do. No, I absolutely do. Okay, fine. My right. face, my face is on the front of this podcast, and so is yours. <laughs> no, it's not. They're small, like figures. And so is Rockets. Oh anyway, my god! We're trivia. Cue that music. Here we go. <laughs> trivia. But just budgetarily, this movie uh, was shot for seventeen million and made two hundred and fifteen at the box office. Oh, that's a nice Again, little profit. I think American audiences had never seen something like this. And once the <laughs> word got out, it just yeah, they're like foreign films. Yes, I did. I dare say that's the Oscar committee who votes on yes. Oscars. Yes. Got it. The uh, the old white people. Okay. Uh, the title itself, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, refers to the undercurrents of emotion, passion, and secret desires that lie beneath the surfaces of polite society and civil behavior. Oh, well, we should have, like or a, I would have loved to like have known a, that. Like a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So civil behavior around, uh, you know, Jen's role, you know, being betrothed to this guy, uh, polite society, and maybe Jade Fox's disdain for these rich uh, aristocratic boobs and she's able to infiltrate so easily and wait there are aristocratic over. boobs there are uh, there's two of them uh, uh, at 
they're paired need, together. You need to. No, no, okay, all right. Moving on. Not, Original, not the meaning, is, not the breasticle meaning. I literally the thought he was idiot. mad about boobs. <laughs> Aristocratic perky boobs. boobs also I'm known as idiots. Boobs. <laughs> I see. That, that's all right. what you mean, right? Okay. Yes, Glad I can be here for that listening. one. For yes. that wow. One. <laughs> uh, this was originally written as a five part novel series by a man named Wang Dulu. Uh, starting in the late 1930s, but this story is presented in the film is adapted and condensed from the fourth book of this series. Holy Moses. So when when we were thinking about or talking about oh, sequels sequel. and maybe like stories oh. before and after, there may have been a lot more to the actual novel right. than what we saw in this movie. That makes and knowing sense. where Jade Dragon and Shu Lin got. Yes. Yeah. That, like, right. yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. Those, like, show yeah. me those movies. I would uh, love a prequel. I would yes, love Anne. that too. Right? I'm yes, sure Anne. Ang Lee is listening. So if you could just give us right. a prequel. And Michelle Yeoh is in tip top shape. So yeah, uh, for sure. let's, she is let's also some definitely a Patreon subscriber. So Clearly listens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, director Ang Lee describes his vision of the film as a quote, dream of China that probably never existed. So oh. maybe this dream of China where yeah, you have these heroic sort of how we view superheroes, these figures, these amazing conflicted masters. and That literally hurt yeah, hearing right? that. Oh, uh, so wow. Um, all lead actors invariably performed their very own stunts or as many as possible. Mm -hmm. The only CGI in the movie was used at the end during the jump off the mountain and erasing oh, the wires that were on their mist. costumes. That was the only mm -hmm. CGI used in the movie. That's so, fair. Props. I'm fine with that. Uh, Michelle Yeoh purposefully took off an entire year to focus on her training for martial arts and learning how to speak Mandarin for the movie. And it Again. shows. And it shows, girl. Good wow. for you. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Taiwanese actress uh, Ki Shu was originally cast as Jen, not Zhang Ziyi. But <laughs> Ki Shu's agent pulled her out of this movie to do a Pepsi commercial. <gasps> and she fired her agent directly after she saw this movie. <laughs> She's now, like, to be you, fair, you probably Pepsi made a ton commercials of money off might of have made you more money. I was about to say she probably made a ton of money <laughs> off of it. That's a but that's oh, a shitty. But yes. that's a shitty move. Yeah. Like if I, that's if a bad I did a Pepsi commercial and I were living in my you know ninety floor townhouse downtown, and then I saw this movie, I'd be like furious. I'm yeah, furious. Yeah. Um, all four actors spoke Mandarin, but all with different accents. So that's what the, the movie, and I know we were talking about subtitles, Asian audiences didn't react very well to how this movie sounded and how the actors sounded speaking Mandarin because it was it was from like all different parts of Asia. So Chow Yun-Fat mm -hmm. spoke a Cantonese version of Mandarin. Michelle Yeoh spoke a Malaysian version. Zhang Ziyi spoke a Beijing version and Chen Cheng spoke a Taiwanese version. So there are four different types of Mandarin being spoken in this movie. We can't tell because we're or we're looking at the subtitles, but right. Asian audiences did not react very well to this movie because of that. We're unlearned Americans. That's we true. are. Where is the purse? We need the purse. Aquafina needs to show us the purse. <laughs> yeah. so right. Here's where it was uh, filmed. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like a Texan, a New Yorker, a Californian, and like a Bostonian all oh, trying man. to like have a yeah. 
have some Maine kind of that sounds accent, like an awful. accent from Maine. Yeah, that's, I just imagine that. And for for us Oregonians, we're like, what? We talk, we speak normally. What? Speak but I remember yeah. my teachers in school was saying like, oh, you say these words a very specific way, and I'm like, oh my god, do I have? It's do the, I have an the accent? accent of the Northwest is very very subtle. Yeah, it is super subtle. Yeah, very very subtle. good for us. Uh, Michelle Yo <laughs> tore her ACL early <laughs> on, so she was flown to the U.S. for surgery, then returned oh. to the film for her non-fighting scenes until she fully healed, and then she continued on with all of her fighting scenes. Good for her. She's Elio Batman. Is, uh, she's a badass. She's Batman. Uh, let me see. Uh, the, the composer for the film, uh, his name is Dun Tan, had just two weeks to compose no. and record the no. entire score of this movie. Oh. Two weeks to compose and record. That's a lot of coffee. That's oh, crazy. No. This is the first foreign uh, language film to gross over $100 million in the U.S. Uh, Ang Lee pitched to Michelle Yeoh the following. It's Sense and Sensibility but with martial arts. <laughs> and she said, yes. So she's like, I'm in. <laughs> and again, he directed sense of sensibility, which I didn't know. Um, uh, in Chinese, Lo's name means little tiger. And Jen's name means gorgeous dragon, which I thought was really interesting. Little tiger and yeah. gorgeous dragon. Little tiger and gorgeous dragon. They're in Alternate title of the movie. Right. Right. <laughs> That's, That's the, the prequel. kids version. That's the That's prequel. The prequel. <laughs> That's the little tiger gorgeous dragon prequel to Crouchy Tiger Dragon. Uh, in the film, uh, posted and stamped documents indicate that the year is actually June or July in the year 1778, which I thought was really interesting. Um, it's never really specified when the movie is set. We know that it's in a certain dynasty, but we're never told the Which year. One? Yeah. And I, I attribute that to, again, Ang Lee's vision of like a dream of China that never was. So I right. like that he kept it kind of nondescript. Right. Didn't they, they mentioned something about like it was something was ruined in the Han dynasty. So we know yes. it's like yes. post that. Right. But like but it the dynasties like last like forever centuries, yes. like a long time. So it's yeah. not like how we <laughs> super rough. <laughs> uh, this film won over 40 awards, but it was nominated for 10 Oscars specifically and won four Oscars. So mm. good for it. It currently holds 97% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 94 on Metacritic because it's, it's amazing. just an amazing movie. So speaking of award wow. wins. Wow. Uh, well, first of all, real quick, round robin worth a watch. Molly, totally worth a watch. Mm. Even if ben, it, even if you're like it's been 21 years, why? Just do it. Do it. Just do it. Ben, fuck yeah. This movie holds up uh, <laughs> most of my <laughs> life after the fact. Like I'm getting I I don't even know if I have the words. Like I I watched it 21 years ago and I'm still captivated by it. And the fact that we are we are bursting through the MCU right now we're watching yes. all of the marvel in, movies in chronological order in chronological order and to watch a movie like this and then to watch so many marvel movies i'm like fuck like the artistry that went into this movie i am so much more engaged not to say the marvel movies are bad but at the same time this is a movie that is just so stunning and to know that there was so minimal there was such minimal cgi and it, you, it just makes you appreciate every aspect of how this movie was made it's incredible yes watch it as soon as you possibly can Megan. Rocket. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he that's said yes. I agree, I Rocket. Yes. Totally, totally agree. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You should watch it. Awesome. There it is. Watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Because it's award season. I heard you say Crouching Tiger. Watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's a great accent. Those... That's, that's Yeah, I was just going to say. That's There's my Northwest accents. accent. There, there, I hear it now. I, I hear, hear it. it. Yeah. 
Uh, so now we go into a very special segment, which is our uh, our Oscar trivia and our Oscar predictions. Woo! So, man, there are now, some good ones. I do need this to year. just disclaimer that I have not. Uh, this is going to come as a shock to everyone that I have not watched most of these movies. I have not watched any of them. I've only watched Nomadland. So I can't really make Nomadland. Nomadland. You said Nomadland like George St. Gingham. Did I? (laughs) I've only watched Nomadland. Yes. (laughs) Wait, how do you say it? Nomad. Oh, Nomadland. 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 Not Nomad. Don't be mad about Nice land. land, Yes. Okay. Nomadland. Uh, That's the only one I've watched. But you've watched almost all of them. I was such a good actor this year. And I I watched most. I got like 85%. To be fair, I feel like I got scared by some of them. They were pretty intense. There's some pretty intense. So we'll just call this an interview for Ben because I have also (laughs) not watched any of them. This is is where it's good to have a cinephile. Both of you can leave and I'll just talk by myself. It's fine. Well, uh, great. so of the movies that you watched that were nominated, yes, what was your favorite slash big, and your favorite doesn't have to be what you think is going to win. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. I was surprised by yeah, let's so just ask many ben questions. We, yeah, I watched I watched uh, Trial of the Chicago Seven pretty early on. We watched No Man Land. I also watched the Borat movie. You did watch the Borat movie. That's right. Which is a, a surprising a lot of nominations. Yes, <laughs> yes. But I'm also very thankful that it's being nominated so much. I watched Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, and The Father. I think what surprised me most was Sound of Metal. Um, the, the and I, I hate to give away spoilers. It's it's about I'll I'll just give you the just premise. Say it just generally what it's about. <laughs> just say it. It's uh it's about a a drummer <laughs> in a punk rock band who starts to lose his hearing and how he deals with that Wait. and moves forward with his life and the his his romance with uh, uh, the the girl who's in the group with him. Um, there's a lot going on in this movie. And uh, the lead actor is actually a student at AMAW in London, um, which is the studio that I take acting classes at. So that's pretty cool. It, it was a movie that really surprised me and it was not what I expected. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming in the other room and telling you like, Oh my God. Okay, I, Cause I am all things sign language. I love yes, sign language. There's so a lot I'm of like, sign language in this okay, movie. Okay. I guess it, I need it, to watch this. Now. Yeah. So it, it, uh, <laughs> tell it, me it's sign language and I will, I will sign right on. <laughs> so sound of metal definitely, I, uh, surprised me the most. Do. Um, so for best picture, I'm kind of hoping for sound of metal, but I have a feeling it's going to go to Nomadland. Okay. That's just my that's just my prediction. I don't know. I feel like here's the thing. From what very little I know, after having watched that movie, don't get me wrong, Frances McDormand is amazing. She, uh, she is a stunning she gift disappears. of a I, woman in she's a stunning gift of a human. Yes. Like she's insane. She's off the grid. She has she has a publicist specifically so that no one can interview her. Like she, uh, she's married to one of the Cohen brothers. Really? Uh, she amazing. lives so simply and she hates doing interviews period. But, uh, but whenever I watch her, she just disappears. I did. I don't know necessarily if that movie is Oscar worthy in my opinion. Oh, okay. Just because from what you've said of some of the other movies, like specifically the father, you, you were crying when I, I came out of the bedroom. Cause I work in the bedroom and you were in here watching and you were just sobbing. And I was like, well, Oh my God, are you okay? And he's like, I just finished watching this movie. And I'm like, Oh my, cause Ben doesn't normally cry like that for movies. So it, it was a gut punch. Yeah. So, so that's the thing is that, yeah. that, that to me, at least, I don't know. I think, she, I think she has a good chance of winning best actress. And speaking of the father, I think Anthony Hopkins is going to run away with the Oscar for best actor. 
I don't know if anyone okay. here saw the father, but it's uh, it has to do <laughs> no. with it has to do no no of course not. Uh-huh. Um, it has to do with a man who is uh, struggling with amnesia, and he has a daughter who takes care of him. But it also has to do with how he interprets the world around him. We are led to believe that he is actually living one place when he may live in a completely different place, and people who come in and out of his flat are identified as one person, but could actually be someone completely different. So it's told through the lens of someone who is literally losing their mind. And it is so heartbreakingly good. And for Anthony Hopkins to pull a performance out of his hat like that at, at his age, not to say I'm surprised he did it, but it was so unexpected and it is so heartbreakingly good. Um, And Olivia Coleman's in it as well. And she's awesome. Uh, Second runner up for best actor, I think will probably be Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So that is my prediction. We watched Black Panther I mean, last night. And, um, yeah. I, that's the one and only prediction I have yeah. is that yeah. Chadwick Boseman will win because yeah. posthumously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because as we know, not necessarily, and not like he doesn't deserve to win, but we all, yes. we've watched enough Oscars and award yeah. shows to know that the people that deserve to win don't necessarily always win in the exactly. first try. And it's who like, people have emotional immediately i think of the color purple and ghost immediately yeah. i yeah. think of that um or like nicole kidman who like everyone thought she should have won for moulin rouge but she, she didn't because someone else won but so they gave her the oscar won. for the, the others so she shouldn't yeah. have gotten it right. same with russell crowe like right. he should have so, won for the insider and they gave it to him for gladiator right so i have a feeling that would be my prediction is that mm, chadwick is going going to win whether solid. or not that that's... performance deserves it he's yeah yeah, that's an oopsie. That's an our bad. We, we're going to fix it. Uh, for Best Actress, rounding out sort yeah. of those top categories, uh, Frances McDormand uh, for Nomadland, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, and Andra Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday. Yeah, Molly, we are not watching Promising Young Woman. You and I are no. not watching that. No, we won't. Nope. I watched I watched that. The only one out of these I haven't watched was The United States versus Billie Holiday. So and that's who I think is going to win. Seen... <laughs> yeah, Andra really? Day is going to win, yeah. So, so out of the four I've seen, I mean, Vanessa Kirby, every one of these actresses tur- turns in such that's the blistering thing, work. Like, I don't know how to choose. I, I that's the thing is that if that. I was ever in the position where I was nominated for something, just the fact that I am in the same grouping with anyone Holy else, shit. it's like, I would be like, I'm great dressing up and looking pretty and hanging yeah. out and knowing that people considered me in this powerhouse group of actors. Yeah. Like that's yeah. an, a, an honor in and of itself. Yeah. I'm fine with taking that home and being good with it. I mean, they're so vastly different in their stories and their performances. I I think if it's not Andra Day, I, I would have to almost default to Frances McDormand because she's such an Oscar darling yeah. that again, she's like Meryl Streep. Like you, you <laughs> do. Okay. Oh, all right. So we've talked about Meryl Streep on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Mama Mia aside. Um, Wait, Meryl Mama Streep. Mia and Mary Poppins and Returns. And Mary Poppins Returns. That's right. Which Meryl Streep didn't need to be in. Uh, <laughs> and I will stand by that for until the day I die. Molly's <laughs> eyes like, just got so big. <laughs> Side note, good. that character that she plays in Mary Poppins returns was written for a man and uh, they made it into a woman uh, hell yeah Fun trivia. Take it. okay well in take the book it. it's a man i should say okay. in the okay. book okay take it if i, I had to choose between be if i had to choose between I'm these four wrong. i would have to go with um 
Who is that? Carrie Mulligan. Oh. I'd go with Carrie Mulligan. Mm. Promising Young Promising Woman was one. also another blistering, surprising movie. Uh, no. I remember telling Megan like nope. the premise of the movie, and she's like, "Nope, not nope. watching that one." I'm like, not "That's okay, because nope. uh, it is um, it's horrifying." Just- what yeah. uh, what about the most surprising nomination? The most, I think, the uh, Maria uh, Bak- Bakalova for Borat. <laughs> I'm so glad she got I nominated, but that. it was a surprise. And she's so good. She's, she's so, so good in the movie. Good, Molly, and, have you seen that movie? Uh, no. I, mean, I don't think Sasha it's... Sasha Baron Cohen who is... Who do you think? A Rapid genius fire, comedian. I, it's, it's halfway. It's worth... It's a wow for me. It's a worth I think the first watch. Borat is better. I don't but, like the Borat movies generally. Oh it's a but, stressful kind of comedy for sure. It is. But she is like yeah. the vehicle that drives the whole thing. Like Sasha Baron Cohen is there to like almost lend support to her. Yeah. And she's such a standout. Oh, so I think that's so the most funny. That's the most she's surprising. So funny. She's fucking hilarious. And tr- oh my God. For such a ridiculous character, she plays it so grounded and so honest and so naive. Like it's the surprise at the other end of the spectrum for me is Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy. Um, And I remember telling you after I watched Hillbilly Elegy, I was like, I felt like I was being told to care about this movie. Like every second, like you like, look at, look at these people, look at how these people are living or look at these characters. You should care about what's going on and what's happening. I felt like it was emotional manipulation that being said, Glenn Close also disappears into every role she does. I'm yes. not. I'm not trying to discount her work because she's incredible I in the movie. But it's maybe just hate them. Don't hate Meryl Streep. But Glenn Close, um, she she is the standout of the movie. But I think the movie itself overshadows her brilliant performance because the movie just made me feel like I was being manipulated. Mm. So I would hate love. That. I would love for Glenn Close to win. Do not get me wrong. She has been nominated so many times for so many incredible yeah, but roles. has she done Revenant? She, no, she hasn't. She been. hasn't, she done hasn't a fought a bear. She if hasn't she, fought a bear. If you don't bear. fight a bear, you're not, it's not worth it. You don't maybe, get an Oscar if you don't fight a bear. We all no, know this. We all know maybe that. she could be a rich New York socialite who has to fight dogs in the dog park. That works. And then there's your Oscar right there. These are off-leash dogs who should be on leash. But <laughs> I'm sorry, are you referring a, to 101 Dalmatians? <laughs> <laughs> she legit. It sounds Cruella like Deville has to fight. You are, that is exactly what I thought you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> Cruella Deville has a mental breakdown <laughs> and all the Dalmatians that are off leash attack her legit. Yes, ben, please. I thought that's what you were saying. Glenn, if you're listening I, and I know you are, I thought please I knew make what this you were happen. saying. Just, just fight 101 Dalmatians. So I, there's your Oscar. There's a part of me that hopes going close wins, but I think the movie is just, just kind of overshadowed. Um, her her awesome performance. So, oh. uh, moving on to I think a last one for last me one. for supporting actor, we have Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, who was amazing. Mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh, Borat. Uh, Lakeith, yep. <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, and Daniel Kaluuya. I'm going to look up how to say his name and maybe fix that in post. All right. But he was nominated for Judas and the Black Messiah. So we have we have three African-American uh, nominees in this category, which is so fucking great. And thank you f- for, to the Oscar committee for uh, opening yourself up to a little bit of diversity this you year. Know, let's keep it that is long shit overdue, up. but please, can we keep this let's shit keep going? Let's keep that shit up. There like, is I mean, so much great work happening. Yeah, we can keep that, saying Oscar is so white, even though 
this yeah. is a very multicultural this panel year. of nominations <laughs> yeah, in general right hashtag but... oscar so white I mm-hmm. hope I hope that that especially this last year has uh, you know made a lot of people aware of how of how much good work is happening and how these actors of of every color should be recognized. And, and I think it's really important to continue supporting and continue being aware and continue to yes. make change because change is not an overnight job. It is not a couple of protests and then you're good. You need to keep moving forward. Uh, Daniel's performance in Judas and the Black Messiah is something that I have heard nothing but good things about. I didn't see the film. Um, but Sasha Baron Cohen was also brilliant in Trials of the Chicago Seven. It's a turn that you just don't really expect from him. It's a really grounded, a dramatic turn from him. So he might take it away. I think uh, that's a safe prediction between him and uh, and uh, Daniel. So that's, I know uh, that's who Leslie Odom Jr. is. I saw him in Hamilton. I also held the door for him at a coffee shop. That's right. We did see him in Hamilton. And Aldous Hodges is uh, Aldous Hodges in it. As well. I thought so. you were saying Aldous Hodges in Hamilton and I just about <laughs> shit my pants. Ben, Aldous Hodges. No, uh, no, no I shit my Udom, dress. Leslie Odom Jr. is also nominated for best song or <gasps> some, the, like he's double nominated this year because of yeah. the song. Get it. Yeah. Uh, so original song, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so, so yeah. Speak Ooh, now. It's from... Um, Oh, the uh, the the Pixar movie that came out was about jazz, right? Soul. 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 Thank you. Which I also have on my to do. I need to watch that movie. You do. Yeah. You do need to. It will make you cry. Oh, God damn it! I'm sorry. I feel like everyone's like, if we can make them cry, then we have a good movie. Right. Like, can you? Just I mean, it's make a work season. Laugh? The movie is about death. Hmm. In fucking. Uh, I mean, in all, it's about not. I mean, it's cleverly worded soul because it's about jazz music, but it's about the soul. Do we need to do that? It's so beautiful. Yeah. And it and I love jazz. So I love jazz too. It's watch it. Just be ready to cry. So those are my major category predictions. The only one that I left out was best director. Um, so scrolling over, are you not going to leave it out then? (laughs) I'm not going to leave it out. I just realized I did. No, uh, David Fincher for Mank, uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, uh, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari and Thomas Vinterberg for another round. Um, I'm pretty sure Chloe Zhao is going to walk away with the Oscar for Nomadland. I think that is safe to say. That I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It was a very, it was a difficult movie to watch, but not in a bad way. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It it was eye opening to know that people live like this, yeah. and it was eye opening and to choose know, to live like that. Yeah, some of them are forced to live like that, but some of them choose to live yeah. like that. Yeah, and are happy living like that. And just as somebody that is a nester and was displaced for a year, I cannot imagine being displaced for life. Like yeah. that's, ooh, no. And no, those thanks. are those are my Oscar predictions, Molly. Molly, you have trivia. some Oscar trivia for us. I do. The first bit is about this year's Oscars, which hopefully people know this already because there was a lot of like history made um, with these nominations. Uh, Chloe Zoa Z- Zhao. Zhao. <laughs> I am so sorry that I suck so bad at people's names. <laughs> I would judge you, except I'm just as bad. And it's everybody. It is white people. It is people of color. <laughs> I am terrible at this, and I have realized it more and more as we do this podcast. It's I like am Molly called really me Bond for a year. Bad with names. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Just lean so, into it. Lean Chloe into it. is the first 
Chinese woman and woman of color to be nominated for a director, to be nominated as best director. Incredible. Um, She's also nominated for editing and um, she's the first for the same movie. And she's the first woman to be nominated for four things in one year. She's also nominated for, I believe, screenplay. And I forget what the third one was. Edited, wrote, directed, and yeah. um, But that would be screenplay, right? Or or maybe best on, based on a story? It might also go to best, because it's nominated for best picture, right? Oh, yeah. And I believe that you, as the director, you get the credit for best photo. Man, talk about a quadruple. Anyway, (laughs) um, and piggybacking on that, it's also the first time ever that there have been two women nominated for best director. Yeah. Um, Riz Ahmed and Steven Yoon um, both made history with their nominations as the first best actor um, who's a Muslim nominee who's a Muslim and the first best actor nominee who's Asian, respectively. Um, I was about to correct you on that, but Mahershala Ali won for supporting. For supporting, right, right. And that, yeah. So that's um, very important. So not the yeah. first Muslim to win an Oscar, but the first one to be nominated or to be nominated for yeah. um, lead. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Chadwick Boseman, as we talked about, received his first Oscar nomination, but posthumously, and he is not the first person to be nominated, nor the first person to win, if he does win an Oscar posthumously. Um, What uh, one of them who won was a sound editor who was nominated 21 times and never won. And on his 22nd (laughs) nomination, he won and he had died. Oh my god. I know, so sad. Turns out sound editors are famously like apparently there's only seven of them or something like that. Because (laughs) if you look for the people who have been most nominated for Oscars, they are in sound engineering and sound editing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, lots of them have like 16, 17, 20, 22. Um they they like have longevity in the industry. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Um let's see. Can you get? I'm not going to tell you this. I'm going to ask you. This. Can you guess the first uh, animated motion picture to win best animated motion picture? So, what year did that? Because it has not always been a, a, a category. So, this category is supposedly was supposedly created because this movie came out. They're like, we got to give this movie an Oscar. Toy Story? I was going to say Toy Story. It's 2001. Okay, so it's not Toy Story. It's not Toy Story. Toy Story may have won an Oscar, though. Maybe. The way it was before. Uh, Beauty and the Beast? Nope. That's way way before 2001. Well, it should have. The Emperor's New Groove. No. (laughs) That's a great movie, but no. Uh, Is it a foreign film? It is not. Okay. So the first animated movie to win a best animated Oscar is Shrek. Oh, wow. And so wow. um I I know. I wow. don't know what it was up against and I'm not saying it won best movie. No, I'm saying but they, best animated. Like texture. this is the conspiracy theory is that <laughs> the category for best animated picture was created because Shrek was so good they needed to make sure that it won an Oscar. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm. Oh, Shrek. Um, Game changer. It's all about the money. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Let, also an incredible movie. Yeah. It is. Let me see. Okay, I had what is some... happening. What are you doing, Pat? Rocket. Where do you want to sit? Oh no! I googled something else before we started, and now I lost the 
other thing that I had Googled. Um, I know. Oh, so you may have noticed that they stopped saying, and the winner is, I was going to bring this up earlier. Oh. now say, and the award goes to, and that's because they wanted to make it less competitive and make it just about honoring the best of the best. And then one gets an award, but like the nominee... That's why everyone's like, just being nominated is like winning. And so they were like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know what? So yeah. A lot of people don't know, haven't noticed that they used I, to say for the first like 55 years that. and the winner is, and now they oh. say, and the Oscar or the award goes to. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. La La Land is the only movie to have been nominated 11 times that did not win Best Picture. The other two that did get nominated that many times won, and it was Titanic and Lord of the Ring. Return of the King. Return of the King. Yeah. Yes. What was the They're other all... one that was uh, All About Eve? I think All About Eve had the nominations but didn't win Best Picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it all about Eve didn't have as many. I think it was. Oh, really? I oh, didn't I have as many had, nominations. Gotcha. Um, I thought I had eleven. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe the, everything else. Like, the record of win of eleven wins is shared by Ben Hur, Titanic, and The Lord of the Rings. It, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I still have that. Um, can... So all about Eve did win. Did all about Eve, Titanic, and La La Land are tied for the most total nominations with fourteen each. Oh wow! wow. All about Eve ultimately won six. Titanic won eleven, and La La Land won six. But all about Eve and Titanic both won Best Picture, and La La Land did not. Oh, oh wow! Okay, because okay. Moonlight because won. Moonlight won. Right. right. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, mm. Do you know what picture had the most nominations without winning anything? Ooh. I feel like I just. It needs to be a movie that everybody loved. This was recent. Wasn't There's actually it? two of them, and no, okay. they are both before the 90s. Really? Oh. Okay. So the most nominations not, that did not. I don't win know a why my first one. thought was Casablanca, but I know that's not right. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'll give you the first one, and it's okay. actually okay. So the first one is um, the Turning Point by Steven Spielberg. Okay. Oh. And the second one, Megan actually already said the name of the movie in this podcast. Ooh. I know. Ooh. I know. I don't know what I said. It's the color purple. Oh, wow. Not a single one. The color purple went in with 11 nominations and won zero. Wow. That's a slap in the face. Because they thought they were wow. going to win some. Uh, there has been no picture that has won all four acting uh, oh, really? awards. Not a single picture. I'm actually picture. okay with that. Yeah, well. uh-huh. it would I have think to that's be, fine. It would have to be an amazing, because you think of like Silence of the Lambs where you both lead actors won. I suppose you could find the supporting cast nomination somewhere in there, but it would have to be like the best ensemble piece Ever. in history to, yeah. to win yeah. all four of those. Wow. What is the most recent? I'm just going to do the one of okay. four of these. The most recent uh, franchise that won Best Picture twice. Ben franchise also already said this. Won it franchise. Twice. Marvel? Franchise. Disney? No. <laughs> well, said Fox. Are they recent? Ish. Within the <laughs> okay. 2000s. Within the, In 2000s. the 2000s franchise movies. We literally mentioned one of the movies already, like really? two Damn minutes it. ago. It's God. the Lord of the Rings franchise. Oh. oh, okay, okay. They won Best Picture twice. But Ian McKellen was only nominated for supporting actor for the 
first Lord of the Rings. I do remember that. And he didn't win. Um, Speaking of Disney, he has the most Oscar wins ever. (laughs) 22 wins, 59 nominations. This is all before he died. It's It's not the Disney company. It's him. Because he would put out nature documentaries. He would put out shorts animated shorts yeah all of those and um one year he got six nominations in one year wow for like four or five different categories um second in line is john williams with 52 nominations that not surprising not surprising um including last year for composing the star wars the rise of the skywalker wow um Even though we have thoughts about that. Yes, we do. (laughs) Catherine Hepburn has won Best Actress the most. Three times? Um, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wait, Best Actress seven times? Oh, no, sorry. I'm four times. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. No, I but ironically, not for her four most famous movies. That's why I read eight. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, So she won for Morning Glory, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, The Lion in Winter, and On Golden Pond. Wow. She did not win for Bringing Up Baby, The Philadelphia Story, Adam's Rib, and The African Queen. I cannot believe she didn't win for Bringing Up Baby. I've seen one of those Bringing Up Baby is so fucking good if you want to see an, an incredibly funny romantic comedy with her and Cary Grant that is such a wonderful movie um, as we can probably all guess Meryl Streep leads with 21 nominations for uh, everything female with <laughs> for- the most nominations existence right, right. including yeah. three wins all for best actress right so one is a, one is um uh why can't i do what are words not a sis i want to <laughs> say a supporting? supporting right, yeah. supporting, right. supporting. One, one is, is for, for supporting. supporting okay okay i believe oh no yeah best supporting actress for kramer versus kramer and best okay. actress for sophie's choice and the iron lady wow okay gotcha. um yeah, there's so much more. And of course, everyone can go. Oh, Shirley Temple is the youngest person to ever win an Oscar at five I years old. Wow. She was given a honorary Oscar that they no longer have anymore, which is for like the, the kid, like yeah. right. the best kid of the year. <laughs> yes, child. Um, yeah. But the the youngest person to be nominated is Tatum o- Tatum. Yeah, Tatum I want to say Tatum Channing, Tatum O'Neill <laughs> for Paper Moon. Yeah. She was yeah. 10 years old. Man, um, how old yeah. was Anna Paquin when she won for the piano? I wonder because she was uh, super young. Oh, was she twelve? Okay, I, I know. Remember. I know. And Kirsten Dunst won a Golden Globe for Interview with a Vampire, right? But she didn't win. But I think that was supporting actress. Anyway, um, wow. Yeah. So that... the the act the director who has won the most Oscars is John Ford. Oh, okay. Um, for all of the movies I oh. haven't seen. Um, <laughs> with a second place tie between William Wyler and Frank Capra. Oh, wow. wow. Um, Frank Capra. Mm. Awesome. Crazy. That is, I mean, there is, there's so much I can I literally go on, hours. Could go on for hours. You could go on for It is a shock to people that Alfred Hitchcock has never won a Best Director Oscar. Oh. And John Huston directed his own father and daughter two Oscar wins wow. in his movie, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Wow. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. Angelica Houston won for that. That's oh. right. That's right. Crazy. Yeah. 
Rocket. Oh, so is... there you go. Oh, and then there's the restless. one final one, which yeah. um, we love is that we all know that um, Julie Andrews won a Tony for My Fair Lady. And then when mm-hmm. they made the movie, they decided to go with um, a bigger star, one that was already in movies. And that was a blessing because she got to then play Mary Poppins. And that year at the Oscars, My Fair Lady and Mary Poppins were both up um, for best movie. And uh, Audrey Hepburn and her were best both up for best leading actress and she won best leading actress for Mary Poppins so I love that because Mary Poppins is one of my top three favorite movies in the world my favorite Disney movie um yeah so yay all right there's your Oscar trivia yay award season if you're listening on Oscar day before the Oscars please enjoy yourself have a drink Mm -hmm. if you drink drink safely um, hopefully it's our last Oscars where we don't all get to be together having a big yeah, party. I know. I, even though I don't watch the movies, as soon as I left home, I started having Oscar parties where we would like pick who we think is going to win and have food and drink and dress up. And yeah. I always just would, we would always just pick who I wanted to win and they never won. But um, <laughs> well, yeah. then so enjoy your endeavor, night tonight, everyone. Let's endeavor to try to do yeah. it next year. Yeah. Have and a great time. Be safe. Yeah. If you're having an Oscar viewing party, even if it's just with your family, maybe take some pictures, maybe tag yeah. us in your Instagram. Yeah. Let us know what you're doing tonight. Let's we would see it. Let's see it. Let's hear your if predictions. You up, yeah. yeah. Let's do that too. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you, everyone. And watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, Please. It's awesome. So yeah, yeah. Enjoy, uh, enjoy award season. Enjoy Oscar night. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening in, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. So I Married a Cinephile is hosted by Benjamin Farmer and Megan Carver. It is produced by Molly McCarthy with original music by Tom McGovern. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Simac Podcast, and you can find us on Patreon at. Patreon.com backslash Simac Podcast. Subscribe today and help out all of the artists that make this podcast happen. So I'm married, I'm married a cinephile.